Welcome to the Micro Niche Mastery Podcast, where we help you establish yourself in the perfect micro niche so you will get noticed and grow your business faster. And now your host, he wakes up every day and tries to make this world a prettier place, one business at a time. Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Micro Niche Mastery Podcast. Today I have the pleasure to have with us Mr. Adam Hunt. Adam Hunt is the creative director of White Label Comedy all the way from London where you serve people from companies from all over the world with freshly written comedy that helps them in their business. Wow, this is so uh, specific. Hi, how are you, Adam? I'm really good. Yeah, really excited to join you. How's it going? It's great to have you. I've been looking around at your work and, you know, from the get-go, I thought, hey, using comedy in business, that's something that might be scary for some. And that by itself makes it a very, very, you know, micro niche. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how did you come up with this idea? Definitely. Well, look, I think, you know, first thing first, it's only scary to use comedy when you don't know what you're doing. And I think the best jokes the ingredients for those jokes come from a brand safe place. And so the end result is a brand safe joke. And, and that, you know, that, I think that's kind of research underpins everything we do, but where all this came from, I used to be a TV producer. And so in that kind of half of my world, I had the luxury of working with comedy writers to punch up my scripts and make them better and, you know, give me sort of funny ideas. I also would sort of moonlight working for brands and businesses as a social media, you know, content creator. I used to write scripts for adverts and whatnot. And it just, it was really clear to me that on the, in the marketing space, there were companies crying out for engaging content and they had no idea, like not just how to commission that content, but like they had no idea what that content should even look like. They just thought, oh, I want good content, uh, but they didn't know. And, and they would hire me to write half funny stuff. And I was like, okay, this is fine. But I know from my time in TV that like, when you get those grade A comedy writers working for you, not only is it way more fun, but you can just create content that's way more effective. So I was like, right, let's bring these two worlds together and let's build something that uses these comedy writers and their talents and puts them to work for brands, but in a way that is manageable, affordable, and sort of begins to build out a model of, of working. Because that's the other thing is, yeah, there are funny ad campaigns, there are funny social media managers, but there was no model. There was no model for how to do it. And so, you know, by having a company that is only about comedy content or human-led content or relatable content, we can begin to develop like a, a proven model for how we do all this. And that's, that's been my work for the last three years and a lot of fun. This is really interesting because you chose a very specific problem, which is how do you actually model comedy so that it could be like a reproducible and yet still are very, very specific or relatable, as you tell it. And you actually have developed the system. You, you wanted to, from the get-go, to create something that is not just to keep you busy, but to keep a complete team of writers busy. So I wonder, first of all, like how hard is it for you to grow your team? That's an interesting question. And I think there are a number of important parts to the answer. because. I think in terms of the kind of writers that have excelled in writing the jokes that we need for our clients, some of TV's best comedy writers could not handle it. And they could, they're used to writing funny stuff, but they can't 
take this research and then turn that into, into jokes. It's been a really interesting process because you touched upon the relatability matrix. And basically that was the key to unlocking our growth as a company and our ability to expand. Because when we first started, you know, cards on the table. Yes, I knew comedy. Yes, I knew marketing. I fudged the bit in the middle. You know, we just wrote loads of jokes and sort of hoped that they were, well, okay, interesting, you know, which ones work, which ones don't. But we needed was a way to like, think about, okay, what, you know, the jokes that we are signing off here, the ones that work, what are they? Why do they work? Why do they feel like they work? And those jokes are the ones that are reflecting, you know, the fears, pains, desires of a given audience and letting that audience kind of, the reason people engage with it is because of that representation, because it's, they sort of share and declare their ideal selves is my favorite for that process. And so what we needed to do was build a system of research that could get those fears, fears, pains, and desires, turn them into something our comedy writers could use, which are relatable truths. So basically a sort of short, simple statement that even on its own would get a that's so true, that's so me response, and then let them use those to write jokes. And honestly, building out that model unlocked everything. Because all of a sudden, whereas before we had to write a hundred jokes to get 10 that I would sign off on. Now we can write 40 and I, I still like to make sure we write a load, but it's much easier. You know, now we're giving them the best 10 of the 30 from the 40 that we could have signed off on. And it's, yeah, it's much easier, but it, it's what I love about the system and the reason why now it works. And now it's easier for us to bring on new writers and grow the team is all we're really doing is looking for the customers or the ideal customers own words, how they talk about the problem. We're simplifying that so that you can understand the idea behind what they're saying. And that's the relatable truth. And then we're turning it into a joke. And that, it's literally their own words back in their ears as if they wrote the joke themselves and they go crazy for it. So yeah, that's, I've sort of, I've rambled around the answer. I hope I've answered the question, but if not, prod me. No, that's really great. Because basically what you did is you reverse engineered a bunch of jokes. You already knew how to write them, but then you found out through trial and error, which ones of them are not just like as an editor, you know, they are the best, but which ones also get better responses and why, you kind of understand why. And then you created a system that allows you to produce more of these and teach that to new writers that are working for you, new comedy writers. And that, that must be very fulfilling, not just on the level of creating a system, but also on knowing that you can be predictable for your clients. They can depend on you to actually produce new jokes every month. And these days, you, you do two things that I think are noteworthy with your agency, which is like available online on whitelabelcomedy.com. One thing is that you actually teach the same systems that you teach your team. You teach them as an online course that is available for everyone. And the other thing that is very interesting is that you, you have a subscription where people can have freshly written jokes written every month, both up freshly written for them specifically for the client or as a part of the membership where it's basically, it's fresh content, but other people might use it too. So can you tell me a little bit about your clients? What type of a client will probably enjoy working with you with uh, unique content and what type of clients from your point of view is a good fit for just being a part of your club and getting the same jokes that other people are getting. Definitely. Just to clarify that. So that there are a couple of strands basically to the offer that we have. And yeah, 
the best way to work with us, absolutely, if you can afford it, TV's best comedy writers are not always super cheap, but we try and make it as affordable as we can, is working with us as a done-for-you client where we do the research, we write the jokes, we create the artwork, we deliver everything for you. And you know that we've got clients at every end of the spectrum, you know, all kinds of niches, all kinds of countries, people that came to me saying, oh, but there's no way you could write for this industry or for, for this, this region. And we're like, oh yeah, but research, this is the process, that works. But at the other end of the, the spectrum is we have a game, basically, well, it's kind of part game, part tool, part template set called Brands Against Mundanity. And this evolved out of our... So we were developing a training. We need to sell a training to help the people that couldn't afford to hire us, but still wanted to learn everything we've learned over the last three years. But we needed to get a minimum viable product to market quicker than we could get the training. And you know, I'm not someone to release stuff that I don't love. So I was like, all right, I don't think the training is there yet. It's working for us, but we know too much about comedy. We're not quite ready to release it. But within the training, we had this little idea that was, all right, maybe we can teach people how to write jokes using templates, using formulae, using, you know, fill in the blanks kind of elements. Because the truth is, all a joke is, is two things that shouldn't fit together, but you've made them fit together with a perfectly placed twist or a surprise. Simple as that. Sometimes it's as simple as a sentence that looks like it's going in one direction, actually it then goes in another, but it all makes perfect sense. You know, it's, there's always whatever the joke, there's those two things. And the way to make it work for a brand is to make sure that at least one of those two things relates to what matters to your audience. Super simple. So we started building out these prompts that could sort of teach that. And we realized that while we were building it, we were playing them like a card game. This is a game as well as anything else. So very quickly, you know, now it's called Brands Against Mundanity. I won't, I'll let you draw in conclusions about the, the card game that that name is a pastiche of. But when we launched that, people went crazy for it because not only could they use it to write jokes themselves, and, and by the way, also, I think the most powerful thing about it is because the blanks are quite big and relate to your, you know, your audience and their truths, actually 10 different brands can use the same prompt. They'll fill it in a different way and you get a different joke. And you start to sort of learn that structurally jokes are just these comparisons. So we initially released that this time last year. We then followed up with some expansions. So people wanted more cards. We gave them more cards. We also uh, released a meme maker edition and a graph gag edition. And you know those sold really well. And it's been so satisfying seeing, seeing people use the prompts and then go beyond the prompts and, and kind of start writing their own jokes. It's really great. We've just launched the membership. So basically now it's every month you get 31 cards in your inbox. And that's, you know, the first month is, is with great feedback. And we're really excited. We're just about to send out month two. So in, in terms of, it's funny, the question was, you know, what different kind of clients should be going, going for one or the other? Actually, Brands Against Mundanity is part of our sales funnel. A lot of people buy Brands Against Mundanity because it's a low cost way to see what the funny version of their brand might look like. And some of them, that's as far as they can afford to go. And they get great use out of using the prompts, using the formats. Others, they go, oh, I want more of this. And they're in a position where they can afford an agency and we can start working together on, on done for you content. So I would say that actually Brands Against Mundanity is there for everyone, no matter how big or small you are. And then it's just a question of how soon after that initial purchase that you book in a call and start hiring us is another matter. But yeah, it, it's great being able to sort of take the principles that we work with on a quite a uh, high value basis 
and distill them into a product that people can use themselves. I think that's that's been quite a satisfying moment. And the brand against the modernity, brands against modernity is also available on whitelabelcomedy.com. I have to admit that this is so interesting that I personally purchased it and I find it to be useful and practical. And the, from my standpoint, I think it's uh, kind of aligned with the way you see it. At some point, businesses and business owners, they become too busy to do everything by themselves. And when they do, they delegate and uh, uh, delegate and yet still be special and still be interesting in, in front of your audience and your clients. That's something that is hard today. You could, you could hire any uh, social media person to do some, to just produce some busy work for you so that you won't feel bad about uh, not doing it. But if you want to be engaging and, and fun and special and, and unique and relevant, then sometimes you need to go the extra mile and be special and be bold. And that's uh, when you come into play. I want to ask you, do you have some case studies, examples of clients of yours that could testify on the miraculous results that they got? Yeah, I think our, luckily our sales pages are littered with uh, testimonies like that. I think the biggest reaction that clients get when they start using our content, especially our done for you content, is people start engaging. As a business owner, the you feel like you need to put social content out and you feel like it's important, but you do it and it gets no response. It's just like, oh, it's absolute crickets. And I think you keep doing it because you, you're told you need to do it. But the content that we put out for our clients, it begins a conversation with their audience. And I think, yeah, I won't throw numbers around, you know, there's, there's, you know, I'll throw one number around because what, you know, one of one of my favorite case studies is actually one, one of our earliest, which was there was a, a client who was posting our content and theirs, you know, side by side, and you know they weren't boosting either of the posts, and their post got something like seven likes, and ours got almost seven hundred, and it was just testament, like you know, same brand, same audience, same day even a similar topic. It was, you know, it was, it was a, an old people's home trying to be edgy and, and appealing. And that particular statement that Joe was making really resonated and it, and it kind of kicked off. Now, what I would say, we don't promise results like that. We don't promise any results, but actually the best use for our content, it's not about getting exponentially increasing your organic reach so that you can look cool and look good. We call them hand raiser posts because what you're really trying to do within that joke, you've got a fear, a pain, a desire represented. And if you know, like whoever engages, you know that they have that problem. And that's a problem that you solve with your business. So they've engaged and then you retarget them with paid ads to sell them. And your, you know, your costs per acquisition, cost per conversion fall to the floor. So actually, you know, that our best case studies, they're not on the website, but um, they will be fairly soon, is just the value of the warm audience you can build with hand raiser comedy. Because not only are you warming them up, but you're also qualifying them and, and finding out how to just how to sell something. You know, that, that's that's something we've you know we've been doing for a confidence coach client of ours recently. We've been doing for a couple of tech firms. It's powerful because they won't respond unless they believe that. And they won't believe that unless they have the problem you're offering to solve. And so the second you then swoop in, they're ready to be sold to. They're happy to be sold to. That's so cool. I think that this is have been very valuable to just uh, share this concept 
with our listeners and details matter. So guys, go and see the wonderful, if I may say so, funnel that you've created of like, it's really fun to go into it, to see how Adam Hunt is the creative director and founder and white label comedy have managed to just go in to the niche of social media marketing and solve this one, one problem, which is how do you actually create a process that is reliable for using leveraging comedy in a safe way, in a brand safe way online. And you solve that problem. And as a result, got noticed uh, by many and are helping them from building up the relationship with you and building the trust in like easy to the right direction for, for a company because they can start with a very low entry point with literally no risk. Definitely, man. No, yeah, I think it's interesting you, you say, you know, talking about it as a funnel rather than anything else, because actually some of our earliest clients basically bought the game, liked the way they were sold it. And then you know, there's, there's like another marketing agency that hired us to rewrite all of their own web copy. So they're like, oh, I like the way you sold to me. Can you help me sell? There's a real lesson there in terms of, you know, whatever you're selling to your customers, embody that every stage in your own sales process. We can't always do that. Actually, I can afford to put big dog comedy writers on a client's project. I can't always afford to put them on my emails or our, our own social posts all the time. So, you know, we're sort of building out our own pieces bit by bit. It really shows when you embody everything that you're telling other people to do, they're like, okay, yeah, I get, I get it. It makes sense. It's your, your best case study is yourself in these kind of industries. Love it. That's such a pearl of wisdom. Thank you so much, Adam Hunt, for sharing this time with us. Guys, just uh, stop your car, whatever you're doing right now. Go to whitelabelcomedy.com. You will be thankful. If you can't write it down, just go to dailycookie.co and check out our show notes about uh, Micro Niche Mastery Podcast, and you will find the link there. Adam, thank you again, Ev, and best of luck to, with everything you do. Thanks, man. Pleasure. This show was brought to you by dailycookie.co, where you can finally feel supported. Daily email love, now delegatable. Visit dailycookie.co for a collection of free resources on how to use copywriting and daily emails to grow your micro-niche business today.